0: G'day there. Welcome to our study six, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. The first question has two parts. Who do people say Jesus is today? Give some time for people to really think hard about what they know or have heard others say Jesus is, uh, or give them some time to think about what they imagine their neighbours might think Jesus is uh the second part of the question it might be more important, uh, but to ask them, why do you think they think this? Now, I hope that makes sense. What we want to know is why people think what they think about Jesus. And they might have all sorts of reasons. You might think they might have grown up with a particular... Uh, attitude to Jesus. They might have been to a church school and have a, a great or terrible picture of Jesus. They might have just picked up ideas from television or the media about Jesus. Have a think carefully about that. So there's question one. Question two, what does Jesus mean by son of man? If you look back in the Old Testament, there are ter- the term son of man comes up a number of times. Uh, first of all, it's in Psalm 8, and that talks about what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him. It's really talking about a human being. So son of man means human being. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel is regularly called son of man. Again, that means human being but just one one of many human beings no no one in particular so jesus could mean that he is a human or just an average human but it is also comes in daniel 7 this is a significant passage it keeps coming up in the um, gospels the Son of Man is the one who Daniel sees in his vision approach the Ancient of Days, and this Son of Man receives from the Ancient of Days all power and authority. And this Son of Man also has people who are following him. They are his sons, I suppose, the sons of the Son of Man, or the followers of the Son of Man. So when Jesus uses Son of Man, we hear him saying, who do people say me, averages, is? Or who do people say me as a human is? Or probably this one is the key one in the background, Daniel 7, the one who receives all power and authority. Question three, why would people think Jesus is those mentioned in verse 14? Now, those mentioned in verse 14 are um, Elijah, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, so you can look at Matthew 27, verses 47 to 49, and there you will find him being called Elijah. You can look in Matthew 14, which we just saw a couple of weeks ago, where Herod calls Jesus John the Baptist, raised from the dead. Or in Matthew twenty one eleven, the people call and consider Jesus to be the prophet, the one From Nazareth. So there's a number of these names uh, that uh, refer to Jesus. But the question here is why would people think Jesus is those mentioned in verse 14? And it would be good just to think of a little bit of background. Why Elijah? Why a prophet? Why John the Baptist raised from the dead? Question four Why do you think the you in this verse is emphatic? That means why is it emphasized? Verse 15, Jesus says, but what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? So I think that Matthew is drawing attention to the importance of the disciples answering this question and understanding it truthfully, but it also impresses upon the reader the importance to slow down, to stop, This is a question that the reader must answer. Now, the reader will see and hear Peter and the disciples get the answer right. And then, interestingly enough, next week they'll get it wrong, but we'll get there next week. But here is an important point. We really need to ask the question Who do you say? So it wouldn't be a bad idea, really, to pause here in the group and ask people, have they really considered who Jesus is? Who do they say he is? And how does their life show that as well as their words? Question five, what does son of the living God mean? Well, it's there in the verse, verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So both of those terms are interchangeable. Messiah, son of the living God. So son of the living God, it's important to say that it does not mean the living God's little baby boy. Uh, Jesus is not the offspring of the living God. Uh, Jesus is, in this, um, uh, in this verse, son of God, son of the living God, means God's king. God's chosen special one, which is what Messiah means. So this verse is not talking about Jesus' deity. It is talking about Jesus being the chosen one, the promised king, the son of David, the son of God. Same, same um, refers to the same thing, Messiah or the Christ is another word for that as well. Question six. What, why has Peter seen what the Pharisees couldn't see? And the Pharisees, interestingly, are asking for a sign from heaven. And Jesus says here in verse 17 that the proper understanding of who Jesus is, that Peter has stated, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, has also has come from heaven. But it's been revealed not by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven, and um, so this is a, that's a key point for us to get. Revelation of who Jesus is, is from the Father in heaven. And Peter has realised it. And as we read, we see that as well. Verse uh, ch- uh, Question seven. How is Jesus going to build his church on Peter? Well, the idea here is that Peter means little rock. And the rock word there means big rock. So I tell you that you are a little rock, Peter, and on this big rock I will build my church. So what Jesus is going to do is he's going to build his church on the confession that Peter has given, that is, that Jesus is the Christ. History will show that it is that message that has converted literally billions of people over the the, uh, centuries. So how is he going to build his church on Peter? It is he will build on Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ. Now if you're super keen, you could also have a look at Acts and see where Peter is brought in at each stage in Acts. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth to confirm that the points of extension of the gospel into the world are legit. and so Peter has some role in that as well. The next question is what are the gates of Hades and what does verse 18 mean? The gates of Hades it'd be worth looking this up, uh, maybe in a Bible dictionary or anything like that. but in a quick way we can say the gates of Hades is really the gates of death. And what it's meaning is that death will not overcome this church that Jesus is building. And that is great news. The next question is what is being loosed and what is being, uh, what is being bound and what is being loosed in verse 19. Uh, this is question 9 and this is worth some thinking through. So I hope you don't take too long to get to this question by the end of the night and have to rush through it. It's worth thinking through and working on this. Now, this idea also comes up in Matthew eighteen eighteen. You might like to check that out as well. But there is a key here. There's a key to the kingdom. There is a binding uh, or a locking and a... Um, and a loosing or an unlocking that's going on. Uh, Have a think about that. What's being loosed? What's being locked? What's being unlocked by this message that uh, Peter has about Jesus being the Messiah? Question 10. Why would Jesus command them not to tell anyone? In verse 20, well... That's a question to segue us into next week, because that's we're going to explore that one, but at least have a little discussion about that because that will come up in our following week. The last question there is, what is Jesus doing now? How is your life in line with his mission? So what is Jesus doing now? He is building his church, and that is his one big goal for the rest of history, or the rest of this age, we could say. And now the question there is if that's Jesus' big goal, how is your life in line with his mission? Because anything less than investing in the church that Jesus is building in, building on, will succumb to death. The only place that will not succumb to death is the church. So the question there is, how are you living your life in line with this mission? Okay, I hope your study goes well and pray that um, uh, everybody turns up and you really enjoy the night and it's spiritually refreshing. Don't forget to pray uh, before you start and at the end and in the middle wherever you can. And we'll talk to you soon. See ya.